Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Family Brand Podcast. Today, it is just myself, Chris, with a really special guest, and I'm so I'm so stoked uh, to have Dr. Sheila Kilbane. Sheila, welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. Thank you, Chris. I am beyond excited to be here. You and your wife have done such an incredible job with this podcast. And you know, Chris, Chris has, you have been so integral in my journey and I can't wait to dive in. Well, well, I'm so excited to have you here. And part of the reason I'm excited to have Dr. Sheila Kilbane with us on the podcast today is not only is she going to share just some really amazing things that will benefit every family, but especially families with young children around health and how to really take back your family's health. So she's going to share some amazing insight and wisdom that our family has directly benefited from. I'll share that with you, how we've benefited from that. But I'm also excited because I had the privilege of working uh, with Sheila years ago. She was a client of mine with the Campfire Effect. Uh, You've heard me talk about my business, the Campfire Effect, a little bit. And I had the privilege of taking her through that process and helping her with her story and her message. And her story is so powerful. And she has taken that story and that message, and she's made tremendous difference in the lives of so many children and so many families. And and, And really excited about that she's just come out with a book, uh, The Seven Steps to Healthy Kids and Happy Moms. So why don't we start, uh, Sheila, just tell us, because that's so exciting and it's I know it's new right now. Tell us about the book. What, why would, what would a family benefit from, from reading your new book? Yes. Well, first of all, I have to say, because Chris is being very modest right now, is I, this book has been, been in my head for a long time. And in fact, it was around 2016 that I sat down with Chris to write out because it is it's it's the seven steps that I use but I had I didn't have a clear outline in my head and Chris you know pulled my story out of me and why I wanted to be a physician and a pediatrician and all that kind of stuff and we laid out the seven steps and then I was able to go home and write a first draft of this book that was that was either 2016 or 2017 I think 2016 you know, so it took a while after that because I had to do a lot of refining and all that kind of stuff. But Chris, it was you helping me get to why I was doing this that kind of sparked this avalanche that allowed me to write it. And it's kind of it's 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 a book. It's a guide. It's how to keep your kids healthy. So it's really it's designed if your kids have any one of those main common childhood illnesses. So eczema, recurrent ear sinus infections, chronic runny nose, asthma, allergies, constipation, belly pain. It it will will walk you through how to help improve those, you know, sometimes resolve them all together and then what to do over the long haul. 
So, and if your kids are healthy, it gives you that guideline of what are the good healthy foods to eat and why. And it's kind of, it's like three books in one. The first part is the science and the why. And I, I have all these case studies and we have a lot of really colorful images. So it's really fun and easy to read. And then the second section are, are the seven steps and the how-to. And then the third section are the recipes. So that's kind of in a nutshell. That's, you know, that's who it's for, but also adults. I've been getting, the book just launched recently and I have been getting so many messages on, you know, texts from friends and social media from adults who are reading it, who are saying, oh my gosh, I'm having all of these aha moments. So that makes me super happy because it's, you know, it's a book for children's health, but it's really the whole family health. Yeah, it's amazing. Sheila just launched the book and it hit number one in children's allergy health. It hit number one in children's asthma health and number one in asthma. So it's hitting number one in all these categories. So the book is called Healthy Kids, Happy Moms. You can actually go, we'll link to this in the show notes, but you can go to SheilaKilbane.com forward slash book. So S-H-E-I-L-A. Kilbane, K-I-L-B-A-N-E.com forward slash book. So Sheila has this really amazing practice that she runs in Charlotte, North Carolina, has this book. And the thing that I love the most about you, Sheila, with your approach to your practice and health is that, yes, you are an expert and and yes, you directly impact lots of families and, and make a transformational difference in their health. I would say the whole family, the children, the confidence of of, of, a, of a mom. But I also really respect that you're not always wanting to be the expert or the only one that can solve this. You're really, I think, mm-hmm. empowering families to feel more confident and especially moms feeling more confident in doing this for their family. For sure. For sure. And that's what, as, you, as, as Chris and I were talking before we started chatting, that what you and your wife are doing is a lot about taking back the families, taking back your family. And that's, this book is, you know, taking back your family's health because we, as hard as this is to hear, we do not get trained in nutrition in medical school or residency. And at least when I train, so it's beginning to change a little bit. It still hasn't. And I think there's so much misinformation and people don't realize that food can be a big source of inflammation and trigger illness in kids and adults because what it, it's not allowing the immune system to work optimally when your system is all inflamed. So in that regard, you know, we get emails and calls from all over the globe of people looking for pedi- a pediatrician who you know, is trained in integrative and functional medicine. And this was my solution to that because we can't see everybody, right? We need a way for families to get access to this information. And so I wrote it and I wrote it with, with parents and with practitioners in mind. There are pages of scientific citations in the back of the book. You know, everything is footnoted and it's, it just really, comb through what are the ways to do it. And I just wanted, I wanted everything to be in one place because I think we have so many things online. You can go to blogs and you can start Googling, but it's really about this whole approach, which is the the same with your family, right? Because I know that's what you talk about is we want to sit down and be thoughtful about these things. And so I'd love for families to plan their health and the food that they're going to eat for the week, the same way and with the same intensity that you might plan a trip. 
or you might plan, you know, even we'd never get in the car without knowing exactly where we're going. And so that's the way, you know, I call it the seventh step is the roadmap so that we know, you know, what direction we want to be going. It's so true. Like it's the, the, the idea that we do spend more time planning a vacation or planning a weekend than we do our family's health and our nutrition Mm -hmm. and what we're eating and what our children are eating. And I, I love your, I don't know if you would call it your mission, um, but I think it was, I'm, uh, I'm an ear for moms, a voice for children, and a solution for other practitioners. Did I get that close? Ear, you are, yes, an ear, a voice for kids, an ear for parents, and a, and a resource for other healthcare practitioners. A resource for, but, but I love this but idea it, of, well, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it's yes. And it that came to me like a year after we worked together, but it was after all this sort of filtering in my brain of, you know, how do I describe what I do? Yeah. As, because I call it Chris, the communication cowboy. <laughs> um, so yes, that's exactly what I wanted it to be because I want, you know, people, because people are going to their pediatricians looking for information on nutrition and on supplements and we don't get trained in that. And it's, you know, so sure. it's, it, it's not, you, you know, you just want to, I, I just always want people to know that because it's, it's not, you know, hopefully we're changing the system. So that comes into play. And I know how just crazy that sounds that, that in medical school, we don't get nutrition tra- training, but that is the reality of it. And so this is, it's just a new paradigm. And it's, you know, when I started practicing, what I saw is that these kids, you know, it was all those, those top illnesses that I listed, you know, eczema, recurrent ear and sinus infections and asthma and constipation, and bumps on the back of the arms and, you know, big dark circles under the eyes and mouth breathing and snoring. And the kids, so they'd come into the office, you know, I'd give them either a steroid or an antibiotic or an antacid and the kids would get better for two weeks, but then we'd stop the medication and then they would be sick two weeks later. It was, you know, it was just frustrating for me and frustrating for parents. And that's why like one of the opening paragraphs of the book are, you know, if you're a mother who's ever looked at your pediatrician and said, is there another way? This book Mm. is for you. Mm. And, and it's always about integrate. That's why I love integrative medicines. We absolutely use conventional medicine, but we use integrative medicine with that knowledge that our bodies have this incredible innate healing ability. And with kids, we really just want to get the junk out of the way and their bodies are going to thrive and they're going to do what they need to do. I have, I burned myself really badly a a few days, Monday. So five days ago, four days ago. And it is, I mean, I gave myself a second degree burn. I spilled really hot tea on my finger and it's incredible how the body heals. Right. And I just, you know, I kept it covered. I did, but our bodies, when we're eating right and when we have our systems in balance, our bodies, our immune systems really work and our systems work optimally, which is a, you know, I think it's the same thing as a family system, right? It's when you have, when you bring that awareness and you keep your communication open and you're getting rest and you're, you've got your tools to manage stress things flow a lot more easily. Yeah, that's it, it's so interesting you say that. And that, that was actually our experience. I would say that it's been a transformation for us over the last few years. The way we eat and our lifestyle around health and just our focus and what we feed our children, it's 
Yeah, it's it's been a 360 degree change for us because I was able to work with so many amazing um, practitioners like Sheila that inspired me to look at this. Like, man, we've got to be more intentional as a family about our health, both as parents and as individuals and what we're feeding our children, because it is this foundation that I truly believe that a healthy family is going to be stronger in every area of their life, not just physically, but they're going to be stronger spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially. And that was that was the thing that we saw in our family. That was kind of the big catalyst for a lot of changes for the better, that when we started becoming really intentional about our health, it was like we started becoming more intentional about everything. Because I think health is one of the hardest to tackle. It's one of the most confronting. And Interesting to hear that. Yeah. And I just think, I also think, Sheila, that if you look at what's going on in the world, the amount of uncertainty and just the amount of like fear and just challenge that a lot of families are facing right now. I think that one of the greatest things that a family could do right now, that's my personal opinion, based off my experience, to prepare for the tough days ahead is Mm -hmm. to double down on your health and your strength. Mm -hmm. Which means getting my book. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Which means truly getting healthy kids, happy moms. But it's like, I even even would put it up there as high, if not higher than like financial strength. And and granted, I think that when tough tough times are coming, I think it's really important to be financially strong. Mm-hmm. But I think it's even more important to be physically strong. And I don't just mean weights, but like true health and nutrition, because that does so much for your confidence that when really difficult things do come and you face a lot of uncertainty or stress, I believe those people who are healthy nutritionally and strong physically, they do better in those times of uncertainty and stress. And we've been talking a lot about that recently as a family, like how committed are we? And one of our family values is Smiths are healthy and active. But it's really mm. doubling down on that for what I feel are some uncertain times and, and more, possibly probably more uncertain times to come. Yeah, and it's and that's what we've been sharing. And I, I I may have heard it in one of your podcast episodes. But what I will ask the parents to do is to say out loud to the kids every morning: "We are so strong. We have such strong immune systems. This is." you know, we've got this and we know how powerful our words are. And just even by saying it, you're going to start to enhance all of your immune systems. And I I couldn't agree more, Chris, about the, the, I'll also talk about it in terms of our physical health. Like when a child is in crisis mode, nobody at home is at peace. Your moms are up all night on Dr. Google you know, dads are stressed because mom is stressed. The other kids are stressed because they can feel the stress in the household. And so that was, was also my purpose with this book is get the, just get the underlying, you know, it's, it's, it's not always easy to do, to shift nutrition and to, to implement some of these things. But once you do it, it allows you to get back to the business of life and to get back to the business of your family. And it's, I, I also love that the subtle details, like our subtle, our, in, our idiosyncrasies are those little, like sharing a smile and a belly laugh with your child about something that they just did or something that you just did. Maybe they saw you, you know, I, you know, doing something ridiculous and you both just can't stop laughing. Those are the, that's the most, not as, no money can replace that. And if you're feeling better and you're in your present, those moments are going to happen so much more. So true. Like 
I, I think about it in the terms of when I have my health, I have, when I have my health, everything matters. Meaning I have more energy to focus on everything. When I don't have my health, nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I, you know, and, and our experience, I have to just share this personal story of, of how Sheila has benefited our family, helped mm-hmm. us be more happy, a happy mom and a healthy child. Um, so our son, Tanner, who's 12, this is probably, again, it was about the time I was working with Sheila. So four or five years ago, yeah. he had this, this little lump, you know, bump on his gums. And we thought it was, he, he had been wrestling with Tate and he'd hit it. And so we thought it was just from a result of maybe just some hitting his gums that this little bump formed. And so we were lucky enough to, in our church, there was an oral surgeon. He said, yeah, just come in. We'll drain it. And it'll be fine. Well, he comes out and says, Hey, that's, that's not a bump. That's, it's actually hard. I think it's a little tumor. And so then we were pretty nervous and he said, we're going to send it off. And, you know, fortunately it came back. It was malignant. There was nothing there. Benign. So benign, sorry. (laughs) Benign. Um, (laughs) I'm just remembering this. I forgot about this, Chris. Yeah. And so he, uh, yeah. So the tumor was malignant, but six months to the day, Benign. benign. Yeah. Malignant is the definition of malignant benevolent is, in, is, is, uh, what is, it means more than like it's, uh, infectious, right? Infectious. Yeah. Yeah. It's spreading. Like yeah. It's spreading. Malignant so yeah. It was benign and six months of the day it grew back though. And we're like, Oh my gosh, this thing's back again. So we go to the oral surgeon, cuts it out again, says, Hey, let's send it off just, just to be okay. Just to be safe for testing comes back benign again. So we're like, okay, that's, that's good. Six months to the day comes back again. And he's like, Hey, we, we can't just keep cutting this out. There's not going to be anything left to cut out of his gums. Like, I think we should inject a bunch of steroids in here. And at that time I was starting to, again, work with enough amazing practitioners like Sheila to think, I don't know that I want to do that. Like there's something else going on here. Like there's something causing this underlying. So Mm -hmm. we asked Sheila, Sheila saw Tanner in person did a quick evaluation, said, Hey, let's take them off dairy. Let's take them off eggs. Let's put them on these supplements. And I think it'll go away. And we were like, what? Like, no, Sheila, tell us what, (laughs) in some sense, give us some useful information here, Sheila. Like, like, take them off dairy, take them off eggs and give me supplements. Like it's gotta be more than that. And sure enough, took them off dairy, took off eggs, gave me supplements, never come back. And I wasn't completely a, a disbeliever, but it was just, it seemed too simple. But I think that's the somewhat we've been conditioned as parents, Sheila, to think, oh yeah, the minute something's wrong with your child's health, like you got to go get them on antibiotics. You got to go take a ton of medications. You've got to go get them on steroids of some kind. And I'm not saying there's not a time and place for those probably at some point, but there's so many other things. And I, I remember you saying that that was even a revelation for you, right? Like you in the past, child had reoccurring ear infections, get tubes put in their ears, right? Um, Yeah. And that's why I love how you described it is you kind of go, it cannot be this simple. And that's what I kept saying to myself over and over. I just thought this has to be a fluke because somebody would have told me about this if this actually were a real, you know, if food was actually playing a role in this. And so we, I mean, your son is such a good example and we don't, that's what, you know, we always are going to do the, you know, what is the medically, what medically needs to be done and you had done it 
And so it was, you know, we had, a, it was appropriate that we could do another route. You were being monitored and you were going to go back if you needed to. And it's so, and it's not, you know, it can be different foods for different kids. And that's what I, I talk about in the book. And then it's about, cause he probably is able to eat those now some, right? He's probably not a hundred percent off of those. I, but I will say though, a huge blessing was <laughs> we were like, well, okay, we can't, we can't be eating dairy all the front and all the time in front of Tanner and say, sorry, bud, you know, <laughs> yes, you're lost. Yeah. Right. So we right. made a decision as a family, like, well, let's, 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 let's really commit to this with Tanner. And we didn't cut out all dairy for all of us, but we, we significantly reduced it, cut it out completely for him. And we switched over to almond milk as far as, you know, cause we were drinking a decent amount of milk, mostly with cereal and things like that. But I, I will tell you that by having Tanner be having Tanner be more focused on cutting out dairy and, and, and being more intentional with nutritional supplements. We all started being more intentional about our nutritional supplements and taking it. And, and I started noticing like, wow, I didn't realize how much dairy didn't agree with me and how much it affected me mm-hmm. until I stopped. So now yes. I'm a huge, I consume very little dairy. I have some um, where we love almond milk now. It's like, and so it just, it's benefited the entire health of our family. And yeah, Tanner does have some dairy. He does have some eggs occasionally, but we're really intentional about it. Really intentional about supplements, but it just, it just blew my mind how simple it was. And I, and I think that's the the lie maybe that we've been told is that we've, we've maybe been told this lie that health isn't simple. And I think that the more maybe an industry can convince us that it, to believe it's not simple, then the more we feel like we don't feel empowered to do something about it. We don't feel like we have any control. And yet I truly believe as family, especially moms, like you have intuition around your children's health. And it doesn't mean you won't rely on an expert know that you shouldn't, for but sure, you, for sure. you're more empowered than you think you are. And you know more about their health and what's best for them. And I remember you telling me the story, Sheila, that blew my mind. You said, and Chris, it's not always even food. You told me about a young boy one time that reoccurring ear infections took him off dairy they still happen. Took them off eggs. They still happen. Right. Not that, because a lot of times that does work in, from what right, you told me, but right. it's not a cure-all. And you're like, okay, so what else could it be? And you started thinking, because again, the decision, like just for example, to put tubes in a kid's ear is a pretty big decision. And so you're like, let's exhaust all, all possible ideas. And you said, you had this thought, I think it was intuition. It was like, tell me about his sleeping environment. And you said, the parents were like, what do you mean? He sleeps in a bed. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> No, but like, is it a new mattress? Is it an old mattress? Is it a new pillow, an old pillow? And the family's like, you know what? I think it is pretty, it's a pretty old mattress that he got from his, it was handed down from like an uncle or something. Oh my God, you have such a good memory. (laughs) And you said, oftentimes there's these mites, dust mites, weren't they? That that can actually come from a mattress and and get into a child's ear and cause these ear infections. And you're like, keep him off the dairy, keep him off the eggs, but let's replace his mattress, replace his mattress. Ear infections went away, right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. So it it's was like, it, it was just dairy, dairy, and then the dust mites. He had a he had a major allergy to dust mites, and if you're sleeping on a mattress that is filled with dust mites, that's going to be triggering inflammation all night long. And you know, just those simple changes. And he had he actually didn't he did he wasn't recurrent ear infections, but he would have wheezing, recurrent. Okay, wheezing. it was something else, and, and like chronic runny nose, and he was a mouth breather and a snorer, and you know because his nose was all completely congested because he was his allergy was being triggered all night long. But what's interesting about that, Sheila, is like 
yeah, you, you could have went and got that kid on a ton of antibiotics, a ton of other medications and, and, and helped it a little, but he'd still be sleeping on the same mattress that's causing it in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the, it's, and that's why I break it down in the book. I break it down into the five triggers of inflammation. So if we think about inflammation is what contributes to illness, we have these five main triggers of inflammation. And, you know, if you're listening, I'll go through them, but they're also in the book. So it's food, environmental allergies, you know, like dust mites, environmental toxins, infectious diseases, and stress. You know, and stress can be physical, it can be emotional. And that's where, and each of those things can contribute equally. You know, stress can do a whole lot of, create a lot of inflammation and a lot of stress and a lot of complications for the way that our body functions. And, you know, we all have our certain genetics and the way that it's the way that our genes interact with those five triggers of inflammation. And once we get though, you know, really sorted out and look, look at those things, we just can see the magic happen. And it's always because we're never going to be perfect in any one of those categories, right? So if we just take our, you know, do our due diligence and decrease a little bit in each of the areas and, you know, one or two areas will be a lot more than the others. And I, I talk about food so much because that's the biggest one we have control over. And when it comes to, because when it, it comes to eating healthy, that's where you do have to take your family back because if you're, we've kind of accepted that kids are going to eat a lot of junk food and it's what is marketed to kids, right? Sugar cereal and milk and all of these processed foods and fast food. And those are the things that, you know, if, if we can do the 80 20, if we do about 80% of the time, do what is healthy, then you're, you're not going to have these big, you're not going to get super sick when you have that other 20%. And that's the goal so that we don't, my goal isn't to make people's that they have to be super restrictive all the time. My goal is to get the, sometimes we've got to be a little stricter for three to six months. We've got to bring that inflammation down the same way that you heal a sprained ankle, right? You've got to stay off of your ankle for a while. Because if you keep injuring it, it's going to take longer and longer to heal. So if we can get, if we figure out what we need to do, really make those changes and be, be serious about it for three to six months, usually we're able to tolerate those foods and put them back in the diet. Generally not the way we used to eat them, right? You changed, your family completely changed your baseline of what you were eating. And it, so that now you don't have to be as strict. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And, and and people are amazed oftentimes when we'll go out with other families or have families over or they're just, they're like, I can't believe your kids eat salads. Like, I can't believe your kids eat vegetables. And I can't like, how do you, and it didn't happen overnight, but what's interesting is if you commit to it long enough, it starts to just kind of become, well, this is just the way it is. Like, this is just how we, it's not even an intentional conscious choice or effort anymore. No, it's just the way that it is. And that's where I that's where you've got to really get, just make it your habit and your pattern. And then it's not a big deal. And you don't, you know, people are going to, I get, people are going to give you grief and they're going to make fun of you, but you know, and then eventually they're going to start saying, okay, here, Sheila, we're going to we'll go to this restaurant because it's, you know, this is a, it's a better option. Totally. Yeah. 
I, one of the questions I had for, for you, Sheila, is like, what, how, what does it mean to you? What is it like for you when you see a mom? Because I know you've seen hundreds, if not thousands of them. What is it like when you see them go from this place of uncertainty and overwhelm and just not feeling like they have any control over their family's health and not feeling like they're empowered to then seeing them start to have this confidence of like, you know what? I do know what's best for my children. And I do have a say in their health and I feel empowered. Like what, what is that like for you? What does that mean to you when you see that happen with a mom? Oh my gosh. It is the best thing ever. It is. It's another one of those things that no amount of money on the planet can replace that because it's these, you know, I think we're, we're all wired to help one another and I get to do it every day in what I do for a living. And to see the the, it's like the mom, the kids come back to life and the moms come back to life. And it's like that glow in your, in their eyes. And all of a sudden the mom now has this brain space to start getting back to living her life again. And of course, dads are happy because all that means, right. We get, we get that peace and that, that fun back at that, back at home. And I can't tell you how many of the moms in my practice end up going on and getting a health coaching degree, or, you know, they start studying about nutrition or they go back and do, you know, they start doing what it is they really want to be doing. Or maybe they even quit their job because that was what they wanted to do, or they make a shift in their work. That's so awesome. Right. They're not worried about what's, you know, they're not always having, they're not having to spend every extra moment of energy they have worrying about their sick child. Yeah. So I can imagine the, the, again, confidence spreads into other areas of your life. And so that's a big one, right? When you start to feel empowered as a mom to, you know, I, I do know what to do for my child's health and I do know Mm -hmm. who to seek out for answers and I feel empowered and I, I can look and investigate and focus on nutrition and do things at work. And that confidence spreads and it creates so much. You're right. Like when, when there's a sick child in the house, the whole family is affected in a really you know dramatic way. Will you share quick, just a quick, you know, I'd love you to share quick, quickly your story, Sheila, because I think it's so powerful yeah. when you realized as a young girl, when you had that realization of like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to become a doctor and work with kids someday. Yes. And it's so funny because I know, I mean, Chris is the one who got me to connect these dots. So I, I I, as a kid, I used to get these high, high fevers two or three times a year. And it, I was probably six or seven when they started. And I would get so sick that my mother would literally have to carry me to the bathroom because I couldn't, I was too weak to walk. You know, and she was, I'm the youngest of five. So this was a seasoned mother. She knew that you didn't need to rush in. You know, a lot of times it was a virus and it would go away on its own. So when it would get to be like day four, day five, she would take me in. And this, I had this, this, he was a family practice doctor. He had this really thick accent and did not talk to me directly. And I would always get a shot of penicillin. And if you've ever had a shot of penicillin, it's like a cement it's like cement going into your thigh. And I was scared to death to go. And I would always say before we would go, I'd say, tell him I don't want a shot. Tell him I don't want a shot. And she wouldn't tell him that, of course, because I needed it. But I never felt like I had a voice in that office. And Mm. what happened, and my mother didn't either, actually, because she kept saying, what, why, why, why does she keep getting these? You know, is there something else we need to do? And he just kept, 
dismissing her and saying, nope, nope. And so she took me to the Cleveland Clinic at that time. We lived in Ohio and I had some testing done. And it turns out I was actually getting recurrent kidney infections, which are super serious. I mean, you can, and this is also why I love conventional medicine. I mean, you can't let a kidney infection go without antibiotics. And so I ended up having to take antibiotics for six months, like a low level of an antibiotic, and I've never had a problem since. And she, when I, because I actually called her as we were writing the book, I was like, Mar, tell me what, tell me what actually happened from your standpoint, because I never thought of the fact, here's this woman with five kids and there weren't referrals back then. There was, you couldn't get on the internet. I have no idea how she figured out where to, she couldn't remember how she figured out where to take me and what to do. And so it was that, you know, I think on some level, that's where the part of what I do, right? A voice for kids, because I really felt like he wasn't, I I had no say in this treatment and then an ear for parents. And I, I so often moms and dads don't feel heard at the doctor's office and, you know, because they're rushed and, you know, there are a lot of patients to see and it's, it's not always the fault of the physician. It's the system that we've created. So I, I always caution us against, you know, making the doctors the villain because nobody goes into medicine to want to rush people through their office. And it's, and then being a resource for other healthcare practitioners, when I started to see these changes with food, I just thought we other people need to know about it and we're not getting trained this way. So I need to put the science out there. But anyway, so I'm in, when I would be in the doctor's office, I was sitting there and I was like, I, this is not right. And I'm going to be a pediatrician and I'm going to have a fun office. And I, you know, in my mind then I was like, I'm going to have balloons and it will be colorful <laughs> and I'm going to talk directly to the kids. And I, that's what I do today. And I was a pretty precocious little kid. And I was, you know, my mother would say that I would wake up and I'm like, okay, what are we going to do today? And I knew what was going on. You know, I had some idea of what was happening and I just, and nobody, you know, the doctor wasn't even talking to me about what was happening. And so that's, you know, we include the kids and I talk to them about what's happening. And I say, this is what I want you to do. You know, would you be willing to do it? We're going to, you know, we're going to do a take it, do a trial off of dairy or whatever it is we're going to do. And if so, when do you want to start? What's a good time? Let's not start it right before you have a birthday or a big holiday or something like that. So that they're in the driver's seat as much as possible. You know, none of us like to be told what to do. And so that's why I want the kids to be, to have a say in all of this. And that's how I describe it in the book. And even I have it, the, one of the chapters is about getting ready to do this. And the kids are very much a part of it and they get to decide, you kind of get all your, the junk food and you put it in a box and they get to decide, are we going to eat it or are we going to toss it, you know, before we begin? It's awesome. And yeah, right. It's just, we're, let's keep it fun and let's, um, let's use food at, you know, as our fuel and as something that keeps our body healthy and not as rewards and as, because really the big reward is if you can go outside and play with your friends and actually go to school because you feel good. Yeah. And I love that. See, I love that this process that you follow and, and what's in your book, it, it empowers the mom to have confidence and it empowers the children to feel like they have a voice. Mm-hmm. That They actually get to have a say, which shouldn't be shocking, right? <laughs> That they should yeah. get to have a say in their health and 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 their nutrition. So, okay, I, I have a question actually for you. 
we actually just noticed recently trip our six-year-old has the little bumps on the back of his arm and you you spoke to that earlier what what is usually that a cause of so that it's called keratosis pilaris and that can be in part triggered from food and dairy is one of the big culprits and it's not always not 100 percent but First, I, before I ever go off dairy, what I have families do is it's called the mini cleanse for kids. Mm. And it's basically just getting the junk food out, right? You start to decrease the sugary drinks, the sodas, you know, juices. Juices have almost as much sugar as a soda, like a cup right. of juice has almost as much sugar as a soda. So we want to decrease that stuff, drink water, and you take out the artificial dyes and colors, you know, start to do less of the packaged snacks and foods, more fruits, vegetables. You know, if you can make one big change, I would change breakfast. I would take out the cereal and milk and do a smoothie, you know, maybe whole grain piece of toast with a nut butter or avocado toast or an, an egg if your kids tolerate eggs. So we make those changes. And then if you, they still have the symptoms, then we would move on and take dairy out. Got it. Okay. Yeah. He's, and what's interesting about Trip, he's, he's probably one of our healthiest eaters. Our kids are pretty healthy, but Trip's one of the healthiest, but I, he does have like more, he'll have more dairy than Tanner will. But this is really good because when the minute you said that, I was like, oh, but see, I love that the approach for something like that, right? Because other families will, will encounter those things. I love that the approach, Sheila, isn't, well, go to the doctor and get him on some type of antibiotic. No, it's like, Let's, right, let's do this mini right. cleanse. Let's look at let's, possibilities. Let's look at solutions. Let's ask Trip. You know, let's. Yes. Yeah. And see if he's willing. And it's, it's, you know, because sometimes that the things, well, we, we know when they're external, like eczema, we do know that, you know, about a third of the time that can be triggered by food and dairy and eggs are the two big culprits. And it's, I was going to say we, it's sometimes it bothers us more than the kids, but when it's, Things like that, when it is eczema, when it is, I mean, nobody wants to have that. Nobody, you know, people want to get rid of that, especially as the kids get older and they start to get, get self-conscious about things. And it's, so it's a really, it's just, it's a good, I love that families can have this in their pocket and you just know the steps to follow. And when the kids are ready, you can strike while the fire is hot. So Awesome. Well, Sheila, you're amazing. I'm so excited for the world to be able to yeah, experience everything that you've basically your life's work in in this book, you know, Healthy Kids, Happy Moms. Again, SheilaKilbane.com forward slash book. We'll link to it in the show notes. I guess, Sheila, if there's one last thing that you would share, if there's one thing that you could say that you would really want moms to know, it's like, look, if I could have you know one thing. Yes. So I, I was doing another podcast. To- a couple of weeks ago and one of the the questions is what is the you know what book impacted you the most and i think this the book that i talk about is helps you to do the one thing that i think so we all have this voice in our head that is constantly commentating our life and there's a book called the untethered soul and michael by michael singer yeah and he really talks about how because we're we're all we're living in this like even if if we're not taking control of our family or our life it's probably because we're second guessing ourselves and we're telling ourselves right that somebody else knows more than we do and it's getting to that place where you feel where you're yourself and it's it's usually the way we felt as kids you know unless there was you know something 
happened during your childhood, but it's the way when you feel really connected to yourself, that's when I think life is more fun. And that was, you know, for me, it was taking back. I was really unhappy in my conventional pediatric practice. And I had a great job. I had, you know, all the things from the outside. It looked like the perfect situation, but I was miserable. And it was, but I was too worried about what people would think and what I was doing. And so I had to, it took a while. And I, you know, I had to get really sick and fatigued myself. And it was stress that was, you know, I had a hole in my bucket that it was just leaking out. So it's that cliche of putting your own oxygen mask on first and really doing whatever it is that you need to do to keep yourself in balance and de-stress. And my the way that I'm committed to helping families do that is to help you get your kids out of crisis mode so that you can do that. That's awesome. Well, Sheila, you, you're incredible. And I really am so grateful that that you took the time to to join me on the podcast. And I know it's going to make such a difference for moms, families, uh, children, and I'm so excited for the book. I, uh, I know that it is when this was in the making and coming for years. So to see it out, I can't wait to read it. And just thank you for sharing your wisdom with our community. Absolutely. And for all of, for those of you listening, this Chris and Melissa are just absolute wealth of knowledge and compassion and kindness and love. And it's, you're because Chris and I, we meet lots of people on our journey of, you know, in the healthcare world and all entrepreneurs. And you, I think Chris and I have always had this really cool bond because I, I think we share a, a similar sensibility about how, I don't know, maybe how we like to be in the world. And you, what you and your wife are doing is amazing and so grateful that you have taken the time and effort to to live the lives that are you know that speak to you so that we all get to benefit from what you all are putting out there so thank you chris thank you you're awesome okay we'll see everyone um on next week's episode bye-bye hey there thanks for listening to today's episode to show our appreciation we want to offer you a free gift we have an incredible online course you can get now by going to familybrand.com or by following the link in the show notes And while you're there at familybrand.com, be sure to follow us on social media so that we can go on this journey together. Lastly, if this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you share it with another powerful family in your life and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. We will see you in the next episode.